My name is Matt Brown. Bronx Zoo, baby. Yankees all day. We winning this year. And let's start the show. a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. We have another monumental episode that is so exciting, so thought-provoking, and so much fun. You are not not going to be disappointed. But before we get into our big guest and big episode, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So Productive Nation, what is going on? And welcome to our new fans listening or new friends taking the time to check out what we have here in this big Productive Conversations podcast episode. So why am I so giddy about today's show? Well, we have none other than the host, creator, and producer of the rising brand in Yankees fandom known as the Bronx Zoo. We have Jake Kozak coming on the podcast today to talk about the Bronx Zoo. I saw this guy on Instagram. I had to shoot my shot and I had to pitch to him why he should come on the show. And I'm so, so thankful that he was able to sit for almost an hour, for over an hour and a half with me to talk all things Yankees, the Brock Zoo, how he started his early career doing this, how he took a leap of faith leaving his job and focused solely on the Brock Zoo. And he's really making a name for himself for something that's only been around for about a year. Yankee fans who know Jake love him. He's really making a name for himself all over not only the Yankee universe, but I really see, I notice and see that he's going viral and people all over the country are starting to see what talent this guy has. And we are able to get his origin story from going, we talked to him about going from TMZ to and how an interaction ultimately inspired him to create the Bronx Zoo. And is really, really exciting. Before he becomes a major star in content creation and broadcasts, we're so thankful he took the time to tell us his story, what it's like to produce and edit and interact with all these Yankee fans to create the Bronx Zoo episodes. And we just learn what it's like to grind it out, have a dream, and as he is on this awesome journey that he loves to be on to 
become a huge star, especially for the Yankees fandom and also representing the Yankees so well, this is going to be a real, real special episode. And why don't we get into it right here, right now. Let's learn more about Jake. Let's learn about the Bronx Zoo. And let's see where this guy is going with all this talent he has. So Jake Kozak, it's your turn. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Let's learn about Jake Kozak and the Bronx Zoo. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. We're in for a special treat, ladies and gentlemen. My next guest is an entrepreneur. He's a great content creator. He's an awesome communicator. And I really believe he's going places. I just saw this guy in my newsfeed one day on Instagram, saw the connection, especially the Yankees, and I just had to figure out how to get him on the show. And we are so lucky to have him. He is the creator and host of the Brock Zoo content creation page. And he's also has some other endeavors in the world of fitness, I believe, too. And I'd like to learn that. Yep. And seriously, guys, this is a future star in the making here. We yep. have Jake Kozak from the Brock Zoo joining the Productive Conversations podcast. Jake, yep. what's going on, my friend? Yankees, you're repping Yankees, too. I love All it. the time. All First the thing time. I noticed when we opened up the call. Yes, sir. Great. Thank you for having me on. Dude, this this is awesome. I mean, as I mentioned, with the help of social media, that's how I was able to discover you. you just showed up on my news feed. Oh, but a awesome. big Yankee fan forever. You're doing a great job spreading the word. And um, hopefully with this, we get you more exposure. Absolutely. So this is awesome. This is really awesome. So I guess so we could introduce. So to explain what's going on, you are in charge of the Brock Zoo, which is a big content creation a big content creation page focus on interviewing Yankee fans in the Yankee universe. Is that correct? So, yeah. So, you know, the way I best describe it is mm -hmm. it's the first of its kind uh, baseball fan interview show, but more specifically, it is the first of its kind New York Yankee fan interview show. Uh, that That's kind of like the, the coin phrase that mm -hmm. I, I've used since the beginning. Um, there's of course been many man on the street segments in all aspects of media for decades now, but the, they're up until, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've never seen, it, especially in the baseball world, uh, the a fan interview show, specifically uh, all conversations directed towards baseball and the mixture of pop culture and baseball together. That, that right. That's really uh, the best way I describe it to people. And I think that's a perfect explanation. And I've seen whether you've talked to players uh, and what's cool about the Bronx and what you do as you interact with friends, clearly of all ages, whether you're talking with a fan about an older fan about Greg Nettles, yep. or you're talking about Tony Soprano's fate with a yeah. fellow fan or coming at Red Sox fans and trolling them and seeing who's boss, you yep. clearly know how to spark a conversation and i really admire that and clearly you're doing a great job as you're starting this now is this your first season doing this so yeah so basically and i appreciate that you know i was actually talking with someone about that the other day that the one thing i'm very proud of with the bronx zoo is uh i try and make sure i can connect with everybody yeah uh, I'm, I'm a diehard yankee fan i i got it on uh never comes off hold on i'll show you my yankee, <laughs> my yankee chain represent that i didn't just uh you know grab a mic and say, oh, let's go in front of Yankee Stadium. I said, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. And when I grew up, I was a huge uh, statistical guy. I love stats. Yeah. I loved reading about the history. I'm, I was like a baseball nerd. You know, we pride ourselves on that. A baseball nerd. 
I love, I was a baseball historian. And at the same time, I have a very specific uh, sense of humor. I love to laugh at everything and I'm huge in pop culture. So the other day I was actually uh, talking about that. Like, I, I believe that, you know, the Bronx Zoo works best because at, you give me any single person, I'll find something to connect mm-hmm. with because I'm, I'm super into pop culture. I, I, I was an actor growing up doing theater. Uh, really? But I also played sports. Yeah. So I did theater for about 12 years. Um, and then okay. I, I was also into sports. So I did both because I always loved movies and shows. And you mentioned Sopranos. Like I yeah. watched that six times. So like mm-hmm. when someone comes up to me talking about that. But yeah, so I actually, uh, sorry to get off base, but I, I started uh, the Bronx Zoo almost a year ago uh, to the day. Um, I was outside on the corner of 50th and 1st. Yep. Um, which is right near Dunkin' Donuts. It's in that park, mm-hmm. uh, right uh, between the hotel and the uh, the UN. Uh, there's a yeah. park, and I, I I worked for a cable news network. Uh, mm-hmm. Before that, I worked for TMZ as a reporter. Really? Uh, yep. Oh, I, wow. Uh, entertainment and sports reporting, and then a couple years before that, I did a I worked at a fashion consultant, and then my job, my big first job out of college, I was an intern at a company called Steiner Sports, which is oh very, yeah, very uh, familiar. In the Yankee world. So uh, that was my my first introduction to the sports world. And I mean, that was every kid's dream. I got to work with, uh, you know, Brandon Steiner specifically, awesome experience and uh, all the Yankees and athletes. Uh, but I ended up moving on my way to TMZ as a reporter uh, and a field producer. We were called essentially I was the guy with the camera on the street. But oh, yeah. I really focused on um, because I, I knew I wanted to get into media to some capacity, but I was like, how do I start? And that job popped up on my LinkedIn one day. And I, I said to myself, I'm like, yeah, that might be fun. Let me apply. And I applied, I actually got it. And when I tell you, you never know, it was one of the most fun experiences I ever had. I got to interview hundreds of athletes, actors, and I specifically focused on TMZ sports. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to interview Derek Jeter on a red carpet. I got to interview no Michael Jordan. I got to interview Pacino, De Niro, all these people. So like as a kid out of college, you're thinking, oh, wow, you know, this is cool. And then pandemic happens and mm-hmm. things change. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, what, where do I go from here? I got a job at a cable news network. Um, great experience. Got to travel the country. Um, and I did more of the uh, the camera work and the editing. Uh, but that was a great experience, too, because that it, it, it led me to where I am today, where I do all the editing and uh, production on my end is the camera work. So I... Um, uh, long story short, I was on the corner of 50th and 1st, mm-hmm. got sent out to grab a couple man on the street interviews about some topic in uh, uh, in the news. And um, I didn't want to do it. I'll, n- I'll never forget. I was complaining. I'm like, this isn't my job. I'm not the reporter. I don't want to do this. Don't want to do it. And I had a Yankee jersey on that day, like a, like an old like pullover style jersey. Yeah. And I was standing on the corner and I said, this old man walked by me and he said, I said, excuse me, sir, can I ask you a question? And he said, uh, is it about the Yankees? And I said, <laughs> well, no. And then in my head, it literally, I'll never forget it. It just started turning. I'm like, that's a concept that I've never thought of. Maybe that's what I can do. So about a year ago, um, I was, I came up with the name and the logo in August. Um, I don't think anyone had any idea what I had planned. Uh, of course, my parents and my family supported me with whatever I did. Uh, but I, I don't think anyone act, I saw the vision, what, what it, it is today. It's just the beginning. In my opinion, I, I, I have so many more things I want to do with it, but this, this is the start of what I visioned a year ago. Uh, so it's cool to see it to come fruition, but yeah, so I started 
four games last season and okay. um, really became full-time this season. Wow, you really earned it. I mean, you should be very proud of yourself. And clearly you're growing something here as this is a it is a random interaction, but clearly you're you're growing your audience and people are seeing what you're doing. And the yep. fact that you got you made your bones doing through TMZ, that's really fascinating. So I guess it was, you tough work. I, I think I don't say that to like, you know, boost myself up, but like, you know, you really get to know a lot about yourself when you're out there 14 hours a day on the streets of Manhattan, Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, you, you buy yourself a lot and it makes, makes you think. So I, I appreciate that very much. Of course, dude, of course. And I know where you're coming from. And well, look at where we're here and we get to learn more about it. And did you happen to be the guy? So as you know, big radio fan and yeah. I've, I'm a big uh, TM. I follow TFZ sports and yeah. um, you obviously probably know sports Pope, Mike Francesa. Oh, did yeah. You- Mike Francesca. Uh, did you happen to be the guy who asked him about sleeping on the uh, air? I just remember that was a funny. Oh, that TMZ wasn't me. Story. That wasn't me. No, but I do. I know. What, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not me. Hey, he's helped us bring us here, but um, that's really cool though. TMZ reporting and my mom—that's my mom's favorite show. So oh, I'm definitely going to brag about that. Too. Great company to work for. Awesome. Uh, had a great time there. Love it. Love it to hear. So, as you mentioned. This was whoever that person is, wherever you are in this world. Thank you for being the star of the Bronx Zoo. And I would like to also know, you know, right before that, as you got into college. So we talked briefly right before, but for our audience, where do you usually where are you from? Like, where did you grow up? I assume you're from the area, the tri-state area. But um, how did this begin for you? uh, So, yeah, I, I grew up actually in a town called Hopewell Junction, New York, um, which is about 10 minutes from Poughkeepsie. Wow, that's actually we have family and my brother's doing his thing. I don't know if you know Bologna's if that name sounds familiar. Oh, they're they're from Hopewell. Yeah, literally. That's awesome. We're in Hopewell. (laughs) Um, they're right by the their house is by the high school where you can walk by the high school, right? Is it Gianna and Ali from Hopewell Junction? Seven minutes away from there. I went to John Jay. (laughs) Look at that. This is a big ass high school, right? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, my gym is right next door. So I was there today. Look at that. That's funny, man. That's That's funny. So you're from Dutchess County. Yep. Beautiful area, obviously. Yep. My, my whole family, my, uh, so basically, uh, my grandparents are from the Bronx and Yonkers. My parents were from Yonkers. My my mom, mom, uh, moved around a lot. My dad moved up here. Uh, and then, um, they, we, we moved up here when I was a baby with, uh, my, I have one older sister and one Mm -hmm. twin sister actually. Oh yeah. uh, we're all, all super close, uh, very, very close family, all of us. Like, that's that's our number one thing. Family. How sweet. How sweet. I saw your dad has been featured on the show before, and he yep. was at the uh, 76 ALCS. Yes, was he that, was. Um, was that game, yeah, the Chambers home run. Was like what, game five, six, seven? Game six. Game, game six. six. Obviously, the famous walk-off fans jump on the field. Yep. Look at that. And so, uh, clearly, it was your dad who influenced you to be a Yankee fan, I, I, I assume. Yeah, my, my, my mom loves sports, uh, but my dad and specifically uh, my grandpa, uh, mm-hmm. him too, and my grandma, both all three of my, I've, my my grandma remarried. So three of my grandfathers all diehard Yankee fans. Look at that. So, um, and then my 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 dad, giant Yankee fan. So he he I was born October 1919, uh, 1996. October. Okay. So I'm sure you can imagine what that day means to uh, the Yankees world. So, yes, that was the day the Yankees clinched the World Series. 
in well, 96 or it was before in, I was born two weeks before you were born. Yep. Okay. Yep. So is, this clearly was meant to be Jake. Meant I mean, <laughs> meant to be what's funny about my Yankee fandom. So yeah. it's unique. So my parent, my mom's grew up in Port Chester, New York, Westchester. My dad's also from the Bronx. Um, <laughs> But our grandfather's actually from North Carolina. Fights in World War II, um, then after goes to the GI Bill and goes to New York City, you know, land of dreams. And he meets my grandma. My grandma who wound up moving back to North Carolina, but she's from Harlem. Okay. And they met at the YMCA in um, in uh, in Manhattan, and then they wound up settling in the Bronx. But my grandfather was actually scouted to play baseball and be a pro, but comes from a very religious family. And my great grandpa literally said, yeah, baseball, there was no sunnies for baseball and he didn't pursue yeah. that, but he still stayed in New York, but he's totally played Ebbets field and all of that. Right. <laughs> so, but having said that he was originally a fan of Brooklyn Dodgers. And then when they left, um, stay neutral and actually became a Met fan and then influenced my dad to be a Met fan. Oh. And I was actually and then my mom grew up a Met fan herself. So I'm supposed to be a Met fan. And the way I pretty much learned how I could be independent was I just went to a Yankee game first. I can remember it was May 8th, 03, Yankees A's. Ooh. And it actually happened to be the Moneyball team the year after. Right. Yep. Yep. And um, I my dad. Name. Yeah, literally. Yep. And so before my dad could really influence, you're going to be a Met fan. I was like, no, I like this better. To be honest, and I just what was it about stuck it? with the Yankees. Uh, I remember being in the old stadium, and it was just looked so badass. Roger Clemens started the first game I've go. ever saw. I remember Jeter, he had a shoulder injury. Actually, yeah, he my was. first game. Say, Jeter wasn't playing, though, right? Yeah, I missed. He was there I, the next game when they played the Devil Rays, I remember, yeah. September that year. And I just honestly just thought the – there was, there was a cooler uniform. If you remember backyard baseball, 2000 Jeter was just like really prominent. It's like, I'm going to stick with this team. And yep. I've just, it's a unique relationship with me and my dad. And my dad would always take me to Yankee games despite being a Met fan. So I give him a lot of credit and love him for that. But, you know, we always just bigger the whole time. My sports chat, it's all Met. It's like nine of us and it's seven Mets fans. Me and this dude, Ralph, we've just fight for the Yankee fandom. And I grew up with so many, <laughs> especially... Ralph. Yeah, shouts to Ralph. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, light. No worries there. There we go. Move this over a little bit. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. So excited. Too passionate. (laughs) Clearly, clearly. So, and I grew up since I grew up mainly in Connecticut, North Connecticut, just right outside New York. Oh yeah, my uh, sister's boyfriend's from there. Oh really? How about that? So, we actually had both. Red Sox fans, Yankee fans, and Mets yep. fans. And I just been used to defending Yankee fandom. And honestly, I just stuck with the pride. I've been a hardcore fan ever since. That's awesome. So, you know, it's been a fun time, especially this season, both the Yankees and Mets competing on top of their divisions. But we know who's... Uh, we know I understand who's it's, it's, a, it's been a tough month, but it's baseball. It happens, you know? I am worried. I, I, I'm, I'm freaking out yet. We're good. Exactly, exactly. So... That's we get our fed up. We've been sticking to it ever since. And uh, so one of the things I noticed, too, it's like you really know your history about mm-hmm. the game baseball. Clearly, I was wondering, how'd you get that? It was like for me, I learned my history just from watching lots of Yankeeographies. Just yeah. a huge reader. Um, my dad's also a huge baseball savant and knowledge 
and even though he likes the other side, but he'd also always point out these things for me. Yep. Is that the same story with you on how you got your history of the, not only the Yankees, but the entire game? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I definitely all of baseball when I, I, I would say that what Yankeeography, honestly, great, right. great mention shout out to those. Cause those were awesome <laughs> Yankee fans growing up. I have the, I still have the box set in my oh, house. Classic. Classic. Um, I would say, um, yeah, you know, watching uh the yes network you know yankeeography is all the mm-hmm. all the history stuff and eventually I, when i was in middle school mlb network came out got right. into those documentaries um i was really big into baseball cards um oh, I, yeah. I, every year i got the top set and i'd read the cards um and then you know instead of like you know just video games and uh like stuff for christmas i'd always want baseball stuff so my parents mm-hmm. would baseball books and i still have all these old classic baseball books and uh you know i'd read them um I'm, i wasn't the biggest reader but i'd go through like the stat books and i'd go through uh you know just the the, the things about the yankees specifically but i'm more of a a watcher i, I love watching documentaries i love oh, yeah. uh, baseball movies watching old uh classic games and then you know youtube comes around you get to go watch the best thing when youtube changed the game for all of us i mean like the mlb youtube channel i don't think enough people give it credit like you can go type in anyone's name in history and see like all these old school plays and i i do it every day because that i i use um i I try and use that stuff to like you know come up with new questions Mm -hmm. and you know try and um you know, think of different ideas about different players. I go back and watch it still. I try and like, you know, try and compare. Like I'm really big into, you know, comparing questions uh, because I think it gets people going. Like today, Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge. So today I just went back and watched some Bryce Harper stuff and Aaron Judge stuff beginning in their careers. And uh, yeah, so it's like, I'm a big, uh, I've always been a big guy in watching. Oh uh, yeah. Stuff, yeah. Bryce Harper, he really, the beginning of the last decade, he really had the sport in the palm of his hands. And again, it just shows the difference between the great and the really great. Like if you say in that consistency, yeah. um, you know what I they say? He's really great. I do. I think that, I think that the injury hurt him this year. I think he was on pace to win a third MVP. I really, Clearly. yeah. And you I know what I they think- say. Um, the best available, the best ability is availability. Yep. He, he, he was, I mean, he got that second MVP last year. I don't know. I, I think he's still young enough that once he wins that World Series, he's up there. I, I, I'm a huge Bryce Harper fan. I, mm. I think um, he's the second biggest superstar, maybe the third behind Trout and Otani. But oh, clearly. I still rank him, uh, you know, based on baseball ability and what they've given to the game over the last 15 years, I'd still rank him maybe number three. And I like that he played a good, like, heel character, if we're going, like, yeah. wrestling relative, yep. um terms in, in the sense that like he definitely comes at fans like when he hit that walk off a few years ago or running around the base to piss off that's what the game needs and yeah, that's how you create that. these characters for us to follow yeah. and care about yeah and um also another thing that got me into sports just always listen to the radio big the fan mike and the mad dog all yeah. of that and i just love hearing the stories from the older generations and newer ones because that's that's how that's how you know and that's who experience and another kudos to you for getting those stories from the previous generate or all generations i should say yeah. i love i love the old timers <laughs> definitely so as i told you my first game do you remember your first i mean i mean you probably did but uh when, when was the first time you walked into the old yankee stadium first time was a game back in 2000 um mm-hmm. yeah 2000 i was with my grandpa and my dad and my other grandpa 
So all of us together, um, I remember one thing I remember from that game uh, specifically was um, my grandpa. Uh, my grandpa was a former NYPD officer. So oh, yeah? somehow he made his, his way down to the, to the get a, We got like a picture right near the field. So we, we, we got a picture there. And then I remember him getting me a ball. I don't know, it, like a, a player didn't give it to him or anything, but he just got me a ball and made it seem like it was a home run ball. Like I was a kid. What do I know? But yeah, like, he, he got me a ball and like, I still have that ball somewhere. So like uh, I was my dad and my grandpa specifically. No way. How it doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. And my other grandpa. So it was just the four of us. Man, what a winner. Do you remember if they won or do you remember like who got a big hit? I do or believe anything? they won. I do believe they won. I'll, I'll I'll go actually get the exact I'll get the ticket stub. I gotta go find it. Oh, I still have mine. And baseball I was like, reference is your best friend in that oh, stuff. 100%. I gotta I, I was like three years old, so maybe four. Two thousand yeah, two thousand I was four. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, how about that? I remember with that game. Yankees got shut out two nothing, a tough loss. Oh. But I saw the next. I went a few months later. Like I said, I guess the Devil Rays, yep. and um, it was the Giambi Matsui home run, and we won that. That was my first win. But it's so all I have. To, oh, good times, man. Good <laughs> times. So I was also wondering. Obviously, the old Yankee Stadium. Yep. Even though we were, yeah. So I'm about the same age as you. I'm just about a year older. Um. I was born the very last day in 94. So I pretty much tell people in 95. Okay. So we're just about the same age, yeah, yeah. right? A week after my older sister, she was December 24th, 1994. So, Oh, oh wow. That's, that's pretty funny. Actually. Yeah. Merry Christmas to her and your family that day. <laughs> so do you, do you, re- do you, um, quote, unquote, still miss the old place? Do you feel that there was still that mystique and stuff like that? And um, nothing wrong with the new stadium, especially it's cool. We make our memories and enjoy it. But you always just hear from past generations like there is just something about it. And like we were talking about the Captain Doc before recording and Jeter's like there's so there really are ghosts in there. Do you yeah. miss the old place yourself and the memories you made? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was something special. Uh, when you were there, you just knew it was special. I do wish I was a little bit older back then so I could go there like I did now. Um, like I like now I, I'm able like I'm old enough. I, I walk around by myself. I go to the stadium yeah, right? outside. Like I was a kid uh, when they tore it down. So it's like I wish I could know, experience it then. But I do remember it. I, it was an amazing place to watch a baseball game. It was it was different because it was so much. I mean, you know, it was so much tighter it was yeah like closer to built in the 20s man the place, <laughs> the place rocked it really did it was just a special stadium but i to, to people who say like the new stadium doesn't have any history well let's just take a step back and realize we are literally right across the street it's not like yeah, we right? moved to the meadowlands uh, it, oh. we are in the the same street it, it's a new building yes but we're also only 14 years into this building. So in a hundred years, they might be saying the same thing about this one when we rent, win another 15, 20 rates. So, I That's mean, I, I, t- I take a step back and be like, okay, you know, it's not the old place. We miss the old place. But um, I think that, uh, I think in 50, 60 years, they're going to be talking about this place like they do with Wrigley because it is a beautiful stadium. I mean, yeah. a lot of people tell me all the time it's too corporate and it's too... <laughs> It, all this crap and i it's it's it is a beautiful place to watch a game everywhere you sit in that stadium is a great seat uh it, it is 
on the outside of it is it's up there with one of the most beautiful looking old school uh, classic ballparks that there is. I mean, when yeah. you look at old school ballparks, you, you know, Fenway is gorgeous. I can't take it away, even though they're the Red Sox. Wrigley, right. it, it's Wrigley's the second best stadium I've ever been to. So, I, I mean, when you look at Yankee Stadium from the outside, it, it has that old school look. So I'm uh, I, I, I would say to people that give it time. Everyone's looking for a reason to complain about something, right? (laughs) Especially when it comes to the Yankees, because people hate greatness, but that's what I'm saying. And as Jeter said in his final goodbye at the old stadium, you have to bring the new memories to the, to the, the, the memories to the new place. And as you mentioned over a decade now, and it has done that, one World Series, but there's been so many great games. Uh, moments Jeter's final game. Jeter's final game. I saw you post a video. You were out that game, right? I was. Yep. No way. That. Uh, how could? How could you? Uh, not, I mean, how could you not? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like how was? How could you not like realize that? Like, what was it like in the environment that day? Like, did you feel yeah. like, wow, we're really about to see history? We're, we're seeing one of the greats. This is this yeah. is going to be a special one. I, I can tell you, I remember on the way down, it was my first couple weeks of college, and my dad picked me up yeah. from school. And, I mean, I literally started when he won. I was born when he won Rookie of the Year, and now I'm in college on his last game. So right. it, it was a lot of emotions because, I mean, I'm not alone. Derek Jeter was a hero to all of us. I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here, but I'm the biggest Jeter fan because he was something to all of us. And my room, I have a giant poster at college of Jeter above my bed. Now in my, my room, I got Jeter uh, poster picture. Yeah, I have like a bin of Jeter, like Jeter's all over my room still. I'm 25 years old. So it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, this guy was a hero to me. He, he, he was an absolute hero. I, besides my mom and dad and uh, Sylvester Stallone, Derek Jeter was <laughs> the guy. One that inspired me the most. And um, I remember my dad picked me up and we, we were just talking and we're like, the, it, the traffic actually wasn't that bad headed down. Mm-hmm. It was bad weather uh, to start because we were whenever said we were going to postpone the game. And um, yeah, I remember that it just, everything fell into place. It literally everything just started to fall into place and you started to feel it. Like there was like a feeling and anyone I talked to that was there, there was a feeling I've never had at a baseball game that we were all there together to give an emotion, uh, our emotions, show them to a man we've all loved for 20 years. And as the the innings went on and you realized what was happening, and when Robertson gave up the runs to tie the game, I remember looking at my Yes, dad. that's right. I looked at him right in the eyes and I, I said, Dad, this this is going to happen. Like, this, this is going to happen. Like, there's no question about it. Jeter is going to do what Jeter does. And when he does, man, I'll tell you, the tears flowing out of my eyes. It was just like all that emotion that I we don't were blame building you. up. It was, mm-hmm. it was just like, and I had people like texting me and everyone was like, dude, I'm crying my eyes. We're like grown men crying. It's because like, that's what the Yankees are. That, that it's not just a game. It never was just a game. And he wasn't just a player. He was, he was, he created a feeling for 20 years, right. uh, an escape. And I always tell people, Baseball and the Yankees, uh, uh, it's not just it's everyone says and everyone always, you know, I, I have a lot of trolls on my TikTok. I'm sure you've seen, but I, <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone right. tries to say, oh, you're not special. And that's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous because when it comes to the New York Yankees, everyone has fans. Every team has fans. But I've met fans all across baseball and there's some great fans, you know, Chicago Cubs specifically. 
great fans. Um, you know, Dodger fans are really good. Oh, but very passionate. Cardinal fans too. Cardinal fans, awesome. And uh, but when it comes to New York Yankee fans, there there is nothing like it. Nothing like it. Um, they are they they are unique, and that game specifically showed what it was like to be a Yankee fan, and it was a, a feeling that will never be matched. It's a sense of family. That's what I really come to realize that we are a family. would have it all done. It doesn't matter. This is a special thing. And especially, you know, Tri-City is not, I mean, it's an amazing place to grow up and live, but you know, there's so much going on. There's so much to stress about and stuff. So when you have this commonality with the Yankee fan, it's, it's just something great. And you make new friends overnight and you make these memories. And this was the ultimate face of that. And I said, especially when Jeter retired his number, um, like this dude made our childhood. Like when you think of when you're a kid, who's the guy you think of like one of the top guys um, yeah. next to you and Stallone, Rocky, you have Derek Jeter. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he's going to be living forever. He's a legends never dying. I remember my memory that day was, um, so I was in a fraternity in college and I was the fundraising chair. So I, that know? was a Thursday night, uh, the university of Hartford. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, I looked um, there actually. Really? I did a tour there. Yep. yep. Maybe I was your tour guide. I was a tour guide. It's cool. Wouldn't that be funny? So, and where'd you go? I think you're your Mount St. Mary College in Newburgh, New York. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Definitely, definitely. I know that school. Um, so I was a fundraiser chair, and that was a Thursday night. So I invented this fundraiser called Foodie Thursday. So you'd have the college kids go through the bar, they come home. And then we would give them their munchies. That was basically my idea. And um, I remember, (laughs) and it did really well. And that was, that day was a Thursday that night, gets the Orioles. So I watched it. Yeah, that's right. I was watching the um, game back in my dorm and we didn't start till 10. So just watching the whole thing. Jeter gets on, he gets that double. I remember also the, his last roll call was it Nick Markakis hit a home run in the middle of it. Yep. (laughs) So Shout out Nick Marquette. He's a great player. Seriously. Great. <laughs> feet, awesome. Awesome outfielder. So I remember it was like the, what was it? Like must've been the last at bed. I was waiting before I had to go and my roommate still a good friend to this day. We were watching and I remember watching D Rob give up the home. like you said, and there's like, is he going to cry? Is he going to cry? And then he hits it. And then it's like, always oh, do up. I think it was like Gardy was up right before him and like he has to get on this is going to be a movie so then we had to run to the apartment where we were actually making the food well what did we make that day oh man i think it was like grilled cheese or something i don't know so we were all just hung up with the tvs watching and i i have a picture deep in my iCloud of the moment and then we know hits it hits it past the first baseman and and comes home to score that's right classic moment and everybody goes crazy. I call my dad, even on the Memphis, say, Oh, did you see that? And then like, he could just creates memories like that. And then the generations before diving into the stands, I remember watching that live against the Red Sox, obviously. Oh, one and Richardson. Sorry. Yeah. Richardson is safe. Richardson. Yeah. Richardson's safe. Not Dickerson. Mm-hmm. And whether the, the flip play against Oakland and then the world series home run, being young Kim, 3,000th as a home run. Jeter just knew how to be clutch, and it shows that everything's going to be okay and just focus, and you'll pull it off. And then the last funniest moment, I remember there was this big fan named Sean, Sean Daniels, wherever you are. He decided to go to the bar that night, and they put on the Giants-Raiders game at the time, and he missed the whole moment. I was like, that's on you, bro. Raiders game? 
Yeah, right. Um, well, that's what he gets. I literally said that's what you get. Like you couldn't just wait of till eleven to go out. <laughs> but that's there nice. you go, man. And besides that, before we get more into like your approach and the people you've been interacting with, I was wondering what are just some of the other great games you remember going to and other memories. Any other yeah. special ones stick out? Um, yeah, I went to I went to the wild card game in 2018 against the A's. Yeah, that, one was, that was awesome. That was a great game. Um, I also went to the wild card game in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, DD's home run. DD's home run. That that one. I don't think I've ever seen the stadium shake like that, other than Jeter Jeter's final hit. That one yeah. really got the place going. Uh, so I'd say that one. Um, and then I went to. Um, I want to say I went to like all. I went to a bunch of games growing up so those were always cool um but yeah playoff wise those two uh 2018 2017 and then i feel like there's this one big moment i'm blanking out on mm-hmm. um 20 well i remember 20 2017 was a fun year because i got to the stadium like 10 times because i was uh when i was working at steiner i got to go a bunch so it was like oh, wow. judges rookie year baby uh, bombers yeah, uh, the baby bomber. Shout out Gary Sanchez, what he meant to that team. Uh, <laughs> and coming up in 16, I know he never panned out the way we wanted, but that team was electric. It was like when Clint Frazier was yeah. up and we thought he was the next Mickey Mantle. Like the excitement around oh, that, that did game. not work out. <laughs> didn't work out. And honestly, it, it's sad because I thought he was going to, I really liked him. I liked his personality. thought mm. it was kind of really good for New York. Um, kind of reminded me of Reggie Jackson and I know they got along really well. So I was like, Oh, mm. this guy, I think he's built for this. Um, yeah, red thunder, red thunder. Uh, it's a, it's a shame, but he, I, I wish him the best. And same with Gary, like those guys, it, it didn't pan out the way we wanted, but they gave us some clutch moments. Yeah. I was thinking about, man, there's a lot of people not left on that team anymore. You just have, oh. you just have, you had, you know, Judge uh, Hicks. you just have and- judge Hicks still left. And I mean, Obviously, Chase Headley's gone. No more Starling Chap- Castro. Chapman. Chapman. Yeah, they did the when he he left at sixteen, then came back. Yep. Um, obviously, no more Gary. Yeah, like geez. yeah, Sevy. Sevy's still here. And yeah, it just shows. Sevy. Yeah, so hopefully we see him very soon. I know he's uh, I know. stuck on the sixty day sixty day IL. Fine with it. I'm okay with it to keep him healthy for the postseason. Yeah, seriously. So, and yeah, some other games that I uh, really liked. The You know what's funny? The last Yankee game I ended at the old stadium was Yankees-Reds. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. Up. The last person I ever saw hit a home run at the old stadium was actually Ken Griffey Jr. I think I was at that game. Really? Yep, the Yankees played the Reds. I saw Ken Griffey hit the home run. There was a, yep. a, a uh, rain delay, and I remember they gave him a standing ovation. I was well, like, correctly. wow, that's cool. Didn't he hit two home runs that day? I think he only hit one. I feel like I went to a game where he had two at the old mm. stadium. Yeah. Maybe. And I remember it was just the perfect. It was Andy pitch that day. One of my favorite Yankees of all time. In fact, I have this. When I went to see the Cubs, I haven't taken it out just in case it becomes worth something. Oh, I was there. I was doing the zoo that game. Really? Oh, yeah. that's funny. That's funny. How about that? Damn, I should have walked by your way that day. Great game. Yeah, a lot of fun. Trevi hit the home run, Um, uh, hit the walk off. Yep. And so that was cool even though he was on the other team, but still Mo got the save. It was classic. I remember Kyle Farnsworth pitched that day. And if you've seen hey. recent pictures of him now, thank now. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect word. 
And then another good game I went to, the last time I saw Mo pitch at 13, and it was A-Rod's first game back after his second suspension. I was like, this is clear. And they booed him so loud that that's when the stadium The one in Boston? Or this was this first, this was against Detroit. Oh, back, first game back in New York. Yeah. The first game back, yeah, that's right. Back back in the year, his first home. I remember game, the whole Ryan Dempster situation. Oh yeah, and he threw right M form straight yep. pitches. Girardi literally spitting out. Yep. Oh, I miss that guy. Um, but then, uh, and then I remember Verl- Arod hit a home run off Verlander, and everyone forgave him from that time on. It's like oh, was like typical Deep, Yankees yeah. fans. Yeah, and then it was Mo came in and. The last it was a uh, they were down by one and or they were up by one trying to get the save and then he had Miguel Cabrera straight off his triple crown year against Marion Rivera literally two Titans and he yeah. hit it he hit it, he tied the game he oh hit God. a home run off him did they win they did Gardy hit the walk off home run after that oh, wow. it all worked nice. out there you and go. then um yeah the uh, my it didn't it took it till 2019 to go to my first playoff game but I'm going no matter what every postseason yeah it, it was someone I was dating at the time which was a big Yankee fan and she convinced me I remember I the week before I was in Los Angeles and I came back I was just really tired but she just begged me to go and that was when people thought we were gonna get um we were gonna get knocked out from game five mm-hmm. it's Houston Verlander was pitching and then um they give up the run and then you have a DJ home run to tie. And then yep. Aaron Hicks got the plays roll. And I was like, this is as good as it gets. And then you know, I think people always confuse uh, the 2017 and the 2019. Like you forget that we played the Astros twice. Yeah. And that's like, I, sometimes it's like, yeah, we had to place the, this damn team twice. <laughs> this really is our, our, this really is our final boss. So you talk about Rocky references. This is our clubber laying and, uh, Drago got to get past him. We got to, I, I, I really hope it. we do. I, I still want that. We have to earn that validation. Yep. And I entered, I used to enter Sirius XM radio. I met a good oh, cool. friend and he, uh, my good friend Coles from Houston. I've literally been battling him for seven years about it, and I just can't get it. I need to have this finally 2022 and I'm going to go, I'll go to Houston to troll him. Yeah. Well, but, we're still um, waiting on Houston to win their first ring, right? <laughs> their first earn, they truly earn it. Yeah, there we go. There it is. And then um, we know what happens with the Altuve home run, and then DJ after DJ's clutch t- game tying home run and makes you cringe. And oh, you, DJ's home run had me in tears, man. Yeah, I was so happy. <laughs> I Bouncing was so around, happy. I was oh. going crazy with my other brother. And, and you know what's funny about that home run? Mm-hmm. That would have been up there with the air. I know it wasn't a walk off, but that would have been up there with the Aaron Boone. Oh, Bucky yeah. Again. So the, the, that would have been one of the best home runs in history of baseball. Totally and, agree. I mean, like and that year that DJ had, and I'm glad he's bouncing back to DJ LeMayu because people forget this guy is a machine. This yeah. guy, he's is, earning his pinstripes. He, he is going to go down as one of the most dynamic, reliable Yankees of the last 20 years. Such a cool comic collective dude. I I like his dynamic. And then we know Altuve with the buzzer, which I'm really convinced. And I I won't say that he was, but I, I, uh, (laughs) I, I'm not, nothing surprises me with that team. Oh, Houston. I, I don't know about you, but I don't think I'll ever hate a team more than the Red Sox. But they're really up there, the Astros, for the rest oh, of my I, life. Oh, I said it last night. Uh, nothing will ever beat the Red Sox. But you know what? The Astros are making a strong case 
<laughs> clearly man it's like their goal is to and you know what you know drives me crazy and a lot of people like on uh, my pages and stuff think uh, i mean like obviously the red Sox are our rivals i'm never going to treat them you know like i treat other fans around the league and people think i can't stand mets fans that's just not the case just mm-hmm. Mets fans get sensitive about a lot of stuff so clearly it's, it's crying fun. all the time fun. i don't hate the mets the astros they're the, the Astros fans. I know some uh, some of them out there like what we do, and I really appreciate it mm-hmm. because they get the sense of humor. But some Astros fans won't let it go that their team did something wrong and they they, they want to find a scapegoat. Oh, every team was doing it. Oh, this was mm-hmm. you know, they were just doing the, what they did was the most. And, you know, they always bring up uh, steroids and like, oh, guys, have used steroids before. But what the Astros did was a coordinated team effort that yeah. has never been done. And ever, they always throw out the argument of, oh, they won on the road. That's great. Good for them. But what were they doing at home? Like, I mean, I always say that they uh, they, uh, they had Phil Collins in the back playing the drums. And that's, how they <laughs> so. that's a good one, man. And shouts to John Boy doing ultimate exposure, man. Yeah, they're amazing. So awesome. Oh, very much. One of my biggest inspirations to do what I do is what John Boy, Talking Jake, awesome. yeah. Ghost Lee, all those guys. Um, so, yeah. And we could do this. We could do it, Jake. We got to get ready. We're tied right now as we're recording it. And, oh, man, need a reason to make fun of Cole Thompson. Leave it that. <laughs> He's doing his name's Cole Thompson, my fan, my Astros fan, oh. fan friend. He writes for SI now in USA okay. Today. So oh, he's he your friend. Take, yeah, he could take the heat and we okay. enter together. And Good. we need a reason to make fun of him and <laughs> take that smile off Altuve's face. <laughs> oh, man. So as we switch gears a little bit, and we yep. wanted to focus on, as we talked about the, our Yankee fandom, and we can now focus on what you're doing now in terms of content creation. So you mentioned how you began the little tools and skills of interviewing people from what you've done at TMZ, being a field reporter and stuff like that. Right. So now when it comes to the Bronx do itself, like when they have their next home stand. So tell me, what's it like the day? What's it like a day when you're going to record? Yeah. So, um, so a lot of people like, you know, I, I've told people this before, I actually left, I had a great job with great, you know, benefits and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I left it in January to pursue, pursue the zoo. Um, On to greater pastures, man. I, I just something similar I, just now. So I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, you get, then it's just, I, I knew that this was what I was meant to do. And, you know, I'm not naive to the fact that there's many people, especially on TikTok and you know, they're doing some man on the street stuff and it's very popular now and a lot of people are doing it i feel like i, I kind of started it right before the cusp of everyone seeing how fun it is but good thing mm-hmm. that there is about eight billion people in the world so you never run out clearly of and if you don't mind me interrupting really quick and it's cool i feel like some of these man on the streets some of them are really staged like um, i mean of, of course some of them are yeah <laughs> of course good things happen at the, good things can happen stranger things have happened but what I like about you, it's like you clearly see you're not exactly setting something up. I just want to throw uh, I, that out there. I say it all the time. If I, I would never put something on the Bronx Zoo that was staged. I wouldn't yeah, do it. That's what I, I'm talking about. I kind of cringe when I, uh, I guess that's the right word, when I see it. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't want to waste my time watching something fake. And uh, I, I will never fake something. 
So like when you watch my stuff, no. And like I can show the footage like we're just rolling. Like I tell like I have uh, amazing field producers, Matt Ricker and Joe. Hey, shouts to Matt and Joe. They're, they're the best. And without them, I couldn't do what I do. Um, they, we start, we hit record and we go. And that, mm-hmm. that's, I have it. I have it all. Like you could see how things develop. And, you know, one thing like, um, like you said, you know, I, I, I'm a historian, uh, but I do a lot of research before I go out uh, mm. for the day. Like I, I, I want to, I want to always be prepared. So, you know, it's not staging when you're, you're prepared. So right. if you know, if a topic might get brought up, you're ready to talk about it. So like, uh, especially in pop culture and things like that. And, um, I try and just be very like light with it on my feet and like always be prepared. You never know what's coming, but a typical day would say, so I, I, besides actually filming uh, the Bronx zoo, I do all of uh, the Bronx zoo. I, mm. I edit, I do social media. I do the marketing. Um, I do uh, you know, everything that comes into play uh, the responding, the messaging. So, you know, when I'm commenting on TikTok, all this stuff, it's always me. And, um, you know, our following isn't as big as other people's, but the zoo is a very strong following. Hey, we're started somewhere, man. Yeah, it's it. I have some of the like the greatest people that support me. And, uh, you know, I always like want to make sure I'm interacting. So like when I wake up in the morning, I, I go through notifications, messages, try and respond as much as I can. Um, but most of the day, uh, the only time I take a break is go to the gym, but I, I'm editing. So like what people see on TikTok most of the time is uh, broken up parts from a full episode. So if you yeah. go to our YouTube, we have full episodes, which are the things I pride my, <clears throat> myself in the most because, you know, I, I put a lot of you know effort and uh, try and be as creative as I can to make things flow. When you get uh, when we're out there, we roughly on average get two hours worth of footage, uh, maybe sometimes nice. four on like a long trip. So you have to go through all the people that you talk to in a day and you have to find how it makes sense and flows together and pop culture references and little mm-hmm. uh, sound bites from shows and movies. And that's the main thing. And then what you see on TikTok are little TikToks broken up from that episode. So I'm usually ep- editing an episode for two to three days. And then I'll, for the next two days afterwards, stuff that I didn't use in the episode or stuff from the episode, I'm breaking into TikTok. So nice. all I'll, right. be, I'll be editing all day long. Uh, and then if I know I have to go to the stadium for after the game, cause I like doing post game, uh, mm. and sometimes I'll get pregame and uh, shout out to Billy's sports bar because they, they let us film inside Billy's and they're my favorite yeah. bar in the world. So shout out to Billy's. Um, I was so going to we'll ask go- you about that. That's pretty cool. I saw you got some footage into there. That's great. Yeah. They're, they're the best. Uh, they're my favorite sports bar, uh, in the world. I honestly, I have great, the most fun great there. selection too. And I like that nightclub feel they give, especially yeah, after I mean, the, the game. music. It's, it's all of it. After a game, you got nowhere else like that in the Clearly. world. It's, it's awesome. So, um, so yeah, so basically I, I edit all day. I'll go for a quick run, maybe around four or five o'clock. Um, then I'll, uh, get ready. Uh, sometimes I'll be in Westchester, like maybe 25, 30 minute train ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll go right to, uh, the stadium around eight 30. I also like to be like a Yankee fan. I like to watch the games outside the stadium. So, you know, I'm watching it on the board. So I'll be outside. You could, you could sometimes, and people see me and they're like, yo, what's up Bronx doing? I'll be like, yo, I'll be here after the game. Uh, mm-hmm. but then we'll film from roughly the seventh or eighth inning until about hour and a half after the game on a Friday night, we'll go to Billy's film there. Uh, and then I'll get home maybe roughly 1230, one o'clock. And then 
I don't like to stop. So I'll like whatever, like I, I, I remember everyone I talked to that mm. night and there's certain things um, that I know that I get that I'd be like, that can't wait. I got to get that up right first thing in the morning. So I upload my media two 30 in the morning, three in the morning. I'm editing these quick TikToks that I know would be good to post the next day. Uh, I give you an example. Um, the hall pass video. Yes. That, uh, you know, definitely got a lot of traction um, <laughs> when that happened. Um, that was you one know, of the first people, I saw. I was hilarious. Yeah. Man. A lot of people knew us after that one. And when that, and, happened, and just for people who, who haven't seen it yet, what, yeah. what is the hall pass video just for, just in case our listeners and viewers who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So basically what happened was I've asked this question before. Um, so like, I remember talking, to my field producer Joe, and I think this is the first time I'm actually talking about this with anyone on on camera. Joe <laughs> said to me, he said, "Jake, you haven't asked the hall pass question in a while." I'm like, "Ah, you know, we've gotten some good answers." I'm like, "I don't, I don't know if we should do it again." And I'm like, "You know what? Let me trust you guys." Like, I, I actually, my sister helped me come up with that question when I first started the Bronx Zoo. Cause I wanted something that I could ask people that maybe if they're not the biggest Yankee fan, I can bring them into the conversation. Yeah. Me and my sister were downstairs by um, our guest room where we came up with that. I'll never forget the conversation because obviously I had a big impact on the Bronx too. So I said, you know what, Joe? Yeah. I, and I was like, I don't know. But all of a sudden I see this couple. I'll, I'm going to say they're a couple because I've heard people tell me they weren't actually dating. From what I knew in the moment <laughs> they were a couple. They're, they're walking at me like a couple. I ask them, are you dating? And they say, yes, it's on the video. So yeah. I asked the question. Coast is clear. And you could see it, like I said, in the full video. People like always say, oh, did, was that stage? No, they're walking at me from uh, River Avenue mm -hmm. and I'm standing on 161st by gate six and they come, they, they see the camera, they walk right at me. So I'm like, oh, what's up, guys? Are you dating? And they said, yes. And I asked them, I said, all right, let me ask you a question. And it came to mind. I was like, oh, a couple. Let's go for it. Uh, let's see. Uh, would you if, would you rather the Yankees win a World Series or would, would you... If the Yankees were to win World Series, would you allow the hall pass? And <laughs> the girl was like, with who? And I said, I said, anyone in the world. And she said her ex-boyfriend. Oh. And I was just like, I literally, you see my face. I'm like, <laughs> I, I remember, I'm like, that, that, that can't, that didn't just happen. Like, I'm like, and I look at his face and I'm like, he looks upset like he's crushed i mean yeah and Ooh. then it, uh, the final blow was why'd you pick your uh pick your ex-boyfriend and she said he was a great lover <laughs> oh the pain i went and like i went oh wow and then i you see afterwards that we have i'm like dude, I, I can't believe that was just said like i was like that that's crazy and i was on the train that night because uh, mm -hmm. we only did before the game that night and actually it was the game that Tyone won eight innings and it looked like he was going to throw a perfect game. Yeah. It was that Thursday night. And, um, um, I'm like, man, I didn't, what, did, am I, did I really just leave and not do post game after this? Like this, they, Oh, they were playing the double header. So I, I was mm -hmm. getting after and before crowd. And I'm like, is this really going to happen? I'm like, you know what? I know that hall pass video. I was on the train. I'm like, I, that, that is kind of crushing, but I'm like, it, uh, they answered. Hey. So I put it up right away. And opportunity to be knocked. 
I mean, the next morning I woke up and my my phone was I, I actually slept in a little bit late because I was editing so late and I wake up and my phone is going absolutely ballistic. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And <laughs> I mean, I got shared by everybody. Everybody was talking about the hall pass video. So it was, it was funny. But yeah, something like that in the moment, I'll go right away. Put it up. Hey, you take advantage of it and you never know what can happen. This technology or this world. I don't want the pandemic to happen. (laughs) Uh, Slow us down. So I really admired that. And, you know, I think you were definitely fair in the situation and it had happened. So what are you going to do? And maybe maybe there was some clarity for both of them. Maybe they maybe (laughs) this guy found his future wife the next day because of that. So Uh, I uh, I can't imagine that working out. (laughs) (laughs) So when you do talking about approaching other people in the street and that and as you said you literally just go play um press record and i'm sure you have a mixture of some people who don't want to come on and then some people who are ready to tell their whole life and everything of all different ages clearly so when you do approach that and um i just some other encounters you've had like i remember i saw one where i don't know how this got brought up i think it was in bosses some girl was saying like you were talking about kisses. She wanted to he's like, let's make out on camera. And yeah. then this is what I know. Like, yo, this guy knows what's good. You sit on the cheek because you're not here to, uh, you're not here to, uh, you know, get girls or anything. You're here to, yeah. so as universe, I, that's when I knew like this guy knows, I, I really respected that. I wanted to say yeah. that. Yeah, I've seen someone know, though, I'm sorry. You're saying, yeah, no, no, no. In the moment, I think you could see in my face. I'm process. I literally remember processing like, I mean, what would that say if the Yankee fan came up to, to Boston and start, starts kissing the Red Sox fan? I mean, <laughs> I literally processed that in my in my brain. I'm like, I, I, I that wouldn't work. So it's yeah, like, right. Uh, you know, I like to. I mean, I, everyone sees it. Like, I definitely like to, you know, throw out the uh, those type of questions once in a while and mm-hmm. like have some fun with it. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm always like, I'm always thinking ahead. Like, what, what what's gonna work? What uh, would this make sense for the Bronx Zoo? Stuff yeah. Like that. And I I found sometimes people have done those videos and they're like there to like hook up a camera like they're, you're contradicting the point of the the video is to show that off. If you, there you, there's a whole other thing called Pornhub if you want to do that if you <laughs> if you want to get into those no judgment I guess but it comes to other like encounters. Have you ever had to deal with like just some nasty people? Like some people like absolutely rude, try to ruin your day, but because you're Jake fucking Kozak, nobody's gonna bring you down. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, um, you know, I, I, I've never really had a, a terrible experience, but uh, I will say to that degree, um, no matter what happens, I'm going to stay myself. Someone mm-hmm. could come up to me, you know, berate me, which has happened a little bit in Boston, nothing crazy. And people were like, Oh, why didn't you just like flip out? It's like, I'm a, I, I, I consider myself, and one time I, a guy was, you know, sometimes alcohol comes into play a little bit. Yeah, uh, not, it really isn't that bad. Uh, but a guy like kind of like up, and I've I've made a point to myself um, at this point, and like nothing bad has happened. People say no, and I make a joke of it. Like they're not being mean. I'm like, oh, they don't want to talk to me. Oh, I get it. Like things like that. Right. Like, I don't take it personal. Some people just don't want to be on camera, and I respect it. They're at a game. Right. Um, I I only want to talk to people who want to talk to me. And that's every aspect of my life. If you don't want to talk to me, I don't want to talk to you. Like I, if, I'm for not sure. going to beg, beg for you to talk to me. So, um, 
Yeah, but at the end of the day, especially when I'm at 161st Street, this might sound crazy, uh, but I I try and be a representation of the pinstripes. I'm not yeah. a Yankee, but I want to show the the world um, that we're, what the Yankees are about: pride, tradition, respect. That's important to me. And uh, for sure, sometimes I you know ask some questions that you know might some might find a, a little bit you know pushing limits. Like I I'm a, I'm a 25 year old guy. I like to have fun, you know, with questions and stuff, but I will never post anything that paints the Yankees in a bad light, um, disrespects the, the players that have played on that field or the organization because Yankees pride and tradition and what that team represents means just as much to me as anybody. So when I'm out there, I want to, I want to act like I'm a re- representation of the history. Wow. That's, that's really, really assuring to hear and very wholesome because like I said, some other people are just clout chasing, just trying to get certain views, but it's you clearly have a mission that's very admirable and you're just bringing us fans together. And, and that's, that's, right. that's really what it is. And you know, I'm not drop. I just was saying this the other day, the most thing that I'm proud of is that when you look at Jake Kozak's TikTok page, it's, it's not that common to see Jake Kozak as like the thumbnail. I like the most that I'm giving Yankee fans 30 seconds to talk about the thing that we all love most. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, the that Yankees. Makes, at the end of the day, like knowing that, and I've had people say that to me, like you're bringing, you've made me a bigger Yankee fan. You made me start watching the team again. I mean, that can make eight year old Jake cry. So you can't get any better than that, Jake, seriously. And kudos to you. And, and you see like the, just the connection, like you have a real connection. I see you have people asking for your picture. Now that must be humbling. Oh, I, I mean, when I started it, you know, I, I, I couldn't have imagined a year later, that's what people would be wanting. And like, to me, I still find it like wild. Like I'm just a kid with a microphone. Who's a Yankee fan out on 161st street. But I think what people see when they see the Bronx zoo is that tradition and that, that history of why we love this team. Because when you see us on 161st street, like even like, you know, chance sometimes get a little bit awry. Okay. And you know, the, the, the F uh, Altuve chants are oh. very common. And that's not what I'm, you know, sometimes it's funny, but that's not what I'm trying to do. I'll turn it around instantly and just try and get the entire Bronx chant and let's go Yankees. That that's my goal. Look at that, man. Look at that. And I was also just wondering too, have there been any other uh, encounters that have, uh, that we haven't talked about already that have stick out? Those are funny. Like, like when you were talking to that German who looked just like DJ LeMahieu, that was funny. Oh, we yeah. ran into IKF's did. brother. Did he not look like yeah. DJ LeMahieu? <laughs> it, it was his twin brother. Maybe it was JD LeMahieu. Yeah, JD LeMahieu. I liked That's when you cool. ran into IKF's brother. That that was yeah, cool. Yeah, that was cool. I, I mean, in Boston too, right? Yeah, totally crazy. I they so they were walking my way, huge group in Yankee shirts. So when I see that, yo, let's go. And then I, I said right away, so where are you from? And they said Hawaii. I didn't put two and two together, <laughs> right. uh, even though they they looked alike. And um, I was like, I think his uh, another family member was there, and it looked like a different version of uh, Isaiah kind of Falefa. Yeah, right. And someone said that, and a lot of people in the comments was like, that looks like Isaiah. And um, they they walked my uh, towards me. And I was just excited that people were from Hawaii like that to me, like you said, that that stuff is uh, the coolest thing possible. Like what the show, all the fans around the world, like Germany, Spain uh, and Mexico, Brazil, like 
I love showing it's that. It's the brand. Uh, it's so fun. It's so fun. And that instance in particular, and then he's like, I'm his brother. And I'm like, what? I, I was like, you're Isaiah's brother. He goes, yeah. I was like, I was shocked. I was so excited. Look at so that. Cool. I was, have you had any other like celebrity encounters with people of influence? I like, I saw you had that picture with David Cohn, for instance, if you, yeah, you read so, into whether, whether doing Bronx zoo or just in your life in general. Yeah. So when I was with TMZ, Oh um, yeah, that's right too. You I, mentioned I De Niro and Pacino and all those. Of, you could look at uh, my, my website, uh, uh, and there's, uh, you know, Mariah Carey, Oprah, Cardi B. So I've, I've, I've oh, never hey. been one to get starstruck um, because I've had a lot of, I'm grateful, humble. Um, and I, at the end of the day, every, I'm excited to meet everyone. Like, I mean, like fans are fans. So like if there's a celebrity Yankee fan, and I mean, obviously when I meet Yankee players, I get very excited because I'm a Yankee fan. Um, but like David Cohn, I've met multiple times. The guy is an absolute gem of a person. He's a phenomenal mm-hmm. person. Um, very grateful to meet him a bunch. And um, I, he knew the zoo, he said, or at least in the video I asked him. Look and then like Jose Trevino uh, follows us and like uh, talked to him. I met him in person. He, he knows the zoo. So um yankee play current uh yankees on the team and like uh reggie jackson follows the zoo so yeah it's like, i saw jordan schultz uh commented on your tiktok I yeah believe. like so like to me like i get very excited um and i definitely want to take it to different like i have some ideas uh to uh you know highlight some of those uh you know celebrity yankee fans but you know give me that mic and at the end of the day how exciting you gotta get uh nick Turturro on he's one of the people i want on he's a (laughs) diehard yankee fan you know my i i too like i said i worked in i've been in the industry in and out for about seven years worked at like sirius at mtv cnn to name some okay um and, you know, one encounter I had with the Yankees related. So one of the things I do on the side is Uber Eats, right? I won't say the place to figure it out, but um, I'm just working one day, get this order. I probably I won't say the place either, maybe off here, off here. But so this guy gets a, this very prominent fast food place, right? Okay. Very prominent. You don't know. I've said to my friends, this is literally the best. Let's just say they're very popular. So I go. I go to this area. I, feel, I think I know which one, but <laughs> yeah, we'll I'll, um, we could talk all very about that. Right. So I go to the place. Right. And I had no idea this person lived in this area. So this is very prominent. And this place, it has a place where, where it need a security guard. And I said, Hey, I'm here to drop this off. And the guy was joking. And like, he said, Oh, this guy's gonna give you free tickets. And I was uh-huh. like, okay, what? So I see the name. I was like, really? Okay. And it was like, I hope I don't, not that I didn't want to run into him, but I just didn't want like, you know, I'm, I was prepared, but I didn't want to have like an awkward encounter or something weird like yeah. that. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And it said, take a picture and leave it there. So, all right, this will be easy. I drive up, see the place. Got I drop off this, this provident food. And the guy literally opens the door on a day. He was very, very busy. I was like, oh, hey, well, here you go. So I wear this hat everywhere I go. Like literally the, the my whole life, I'm wearing a Yankee hat. I literally reposted the other day, me five years old with a Yankee hat. Guy says, oh, I like your hat. I was like, I like the job you're doing right now. <laughs> um, and then... And I was saying like, hey, man, the, uh, the future looks bright. I hope you I hope you have something up your sleeve. And he's like, yeah, we hope to do our best. But long story short, it was Cashman. 
I delivered that's food awesome. to Brian Cashman that's awesome. at this place that um at a certain place. Okay. And then he made the Montez deal a few hours later, and I was pretty oh, psyched. Was recent. Oh yeah, this was two last oh, week. That's awesome. A week and a half ago. This was yeah. the deadline. Deadline yeah. day. And that's um awesome. He was great, really sweet, and I appreciated that. I mean, yeah, we still need to wait to see these guys to make moves, Ben to Ted D, Montez, and all that. But we'll uh, we'll give that. Well, it's still mid August. We nothing I'm, to worry I, about. As I you said, Andy's going to turn it around. Oh, for sure. So excited when he joined the squad. But yeah, that's the coolest Yankee I've met. GM, he's a legend. He's a legend for sure. Don't call him the best GM of all time for a reason in baseball. Right, hey, so. him and Theo. Oh uh, yeah, the two he, best. Clearly, that's that's a dream interview of mine. This Theo Epstein, he's been a good one. So, like when we were talking about like sports and what I do, that like I see myself as a Bill Simmons type, does the both pop culture and sports, and that Theo one. He he interviewed Theo a few years ago. I need to get a chance to talk to him. Got it. I believe in you. Hey man, I appreciate that. I believe in you too, man. We support each other as we grow our brands, and that means a lot. So just. A few more things before we wrap it up. So besides baseball and pop culture and stuff, are you you like other sports? Like, are you a Giant fan or a Jets yeah, yeah, fan? Yeah, I'm a Giants fan. fan? Like, um, what's, what's I, the rundown for you between the, the sports? Yeah, you, when it comes to baseball, baseball is the one thing I care about in life the most. <clears> so it's like, uh, that's number one. Um, I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. Uh, I keep up with it. I follow it. Uh, when it comes to basketball, I, I say I'm a Nets fan. Um, really? You know, you know, Yankees, yes, network, they're kind of in the brand with it. Right. So I became interested in the Nets, and I love the Barclays Center. So uh, It is a great arena. Seen a lot great. of concerts there. I saw, like, Kendrick Lamar there and Travis yep. Scott and Demi Lovato. <laughs> Jose. Sorry, not sorry. Great song. Definitely. Uh, Post Malone, I saw there. Bruno Mars, I saw there. Wow. So, um, Bruno yeah. puts on a show, I heard. Bruno's best concert I've ever saw in my life. Really? Best con- he Bruno Mars was out of this world. So Barclays is, you know, in the Nets. I just like everything about it. I like Brooklyn. I like the whole atmosphere. And then mm-hmm. hockey, I'd say Rangers. Um, I, I like uh, I like everything there about, you know, history, culture, uh, things like that. So, um, yeah, I, it doesn't compare to baseball. Mm-hmm. But football is probably my number two. Yeah, right. I have some plans, uh, you know, to get into that. Uh, All right. Um, so, uh, you know, definitely be talking about that more as the seasons uh, turn around, but, uh, definitely plan to get into that. Well, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. I only live 20 minutes from MetLife stadium now, my apartment in Jersey city. So the exciting times there. Jersey city's awesome. Yeah, man. You ever, you ever go to like the, you ever been to the Ashford or South house? I've been over to Hoboken, uh, but I like Jersey. I like Jersey in general. That's what I'm talking about. It's a good state. It's underrated, you know? Hey man, if you're ever in town, let me know. I'll 100%. show you the cool spots. We got a. Well, let me ask you. We just put a put on the zoo two nights ago. If they're gonna put a team in Jersey, where would you put it? <laughs> I saw you ask this question too. I remember the guy said Newark. I was like, where are you gonna put it? I mean, <laughs> the, you know, I guess it's cliche to say the Meadowlands, but there's just so much space, and I know they. I like they, the Atlantic City answer. Ooh, that's a good one too, and they that's have a, a lot of good space there. Um, sure, you know. I don't think we need to put it in Camden, New Jersey, exactly, but Philly, <laughs> Philly, yeah. Right now, so. um, yeah, I like the Atlantic City answer too. When we get yeah. the <laughs> the uh, Atlantic City uh, blackjacks or something, hey, there you go. <laughs> we're gonna start Card. that. Not the Cardinals, the Cards. Ooh, I like that. I like that. AC and yeah, Cards. 
Hoboken. Hoboken's great too. Just some of the yeah. bars, too many bars with covers in it, but New Frank Sinatra statue in Hoboken. Oh yes, they're right by the river there. Yep. Yep. You you big Sinatra guy? Huge Sinatra guy. Really? Huge Sinatra you, guy. You think he, the day when you get married, you put you think a Sinatra song's gotta be thrown in there? Oh I mean, I I hope she's okay with New York, New York down the aisle. Hey. Uh, but I, I don't know. My dad's favorite song, one of his favorite songs, and it's one of mine, a Jeter to My Way. Oh. Uh, How you know, also was sung by Elvis, who's another legend. And uh, really, I gotta see that version. I didn't know version's that. good too. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Frank Sinatra, My Way, New York, New York, Fly Me to the Moon. Um, yeah, all of it. Yeah, that's my parents' wedding song, Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Um, Come Fly with Me is a big one for Come me. Fly with me. Yep. And then I, uh, what? What's the other one? Oh, you make me feel so young. Ooh, classic. You know, Great. Sopranos reference. Um, um, it was a very good year. Great Chill songs. Season two opening. Yeah. Holy Walnuts. I never forget it. <laughs> yeah, right I was in the just So wild. I'm like, what's going on? And uh, yeah, that. You know what's funny? I actually we put up a video last week. You mentioned it before about the Tony Soprano one. Mm-hmm. I love the season two opening of the Sopranos, but the season two finale is the best finale. Yeah. And with the Rolling Stones song, and Rolling you put Stones, it in there. Perfect. And he's smoking the cigar and mm-hmm. they show the waves. Best ending. Unbelievable. Every uh, that's that show was as good as it gets. You know, I, I drive a lot past Satan's dolls, which is the <laughs> exterior <laughs> yep. of Bada Bing. Yep. yep. And I'm so awesome. tempted just to get in there. And I see like the meadows <laughs> over there. I mean, where... it's understandable. It's <laughs> understandable. Just... I know they they shot it on a sound stage at Silver Cup, but just what I wonder how close it must be. And it has to be similar, right? Yeah, <laughs> a little similar. You also like we? Are you binging anything right now? Watch anything on TV? Like I'm um, I'm big into Better Call Saul. We have the series finale coming up. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be up. it's gonna yep. be the, the world is gonna change for. I mean, I heard with, it's phenomenal. I I watched all of Breaking Bad. I loved it. I never got into Better Call Saul, but I heard this season's like one of the best seasons in television history. Oh, 1,000%. And I get it. Better Call Saul is definitely a slow burn. But once you get to I, I can't give one of the details. It's a major spoiler. But once you get to the halfway point of season two, you're going to be in oh, it yeah. the whole I'm way totally through. Oh, watching it. Um, the, right now, the only – the shows that I watched recently this year, you know, I not meant much time to watch TV, but I'm a huge movie and TV guy. Yeah, um, same here. O- Ozark I uh, was into. Didn't like the final season as much, but I love the show. <laughs> Um, that's Stranger one that Things. I'm, I'm going to get into very soon. Ozark love Stranger Things. Stranger Things was out- unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, love the Metallica master of puppets at the end. Puppets. Yeah. I love, you know what I loved more though? Separate ways at the end of uh, episode seven. Yeah. That was and awesome. the, um, with the Kate Bush song, the Kate Bush song. It was another one. Yeah. It was another one I shouldn't mention it was good. Running too. up a hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, so Stranger Things. And then I'm a big Marvel guy. So yeah, I it just um, I binged this year Daredevil and The Punisher. Mm. Um, unbelievable shows. Love so, The Punisher, especially. Yeah. And oh. you must have seen Far From Home, Spider-Man From From Horror, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. It's opening night. The most fun I've ever had in a movie theater. Oh, it's incredible. The whole time. It was incredible. I mean, Endgame was probably my favorite still, but um, <laughs> yeah, big movie guy, big Rocky guy, like I said. Yeah, uh, I heard um they're gonna they've been shooting Creed three. Creed three coming out in March. Let's get it. Which one of the uh, of all the Rocky films is your favorite? 
So um, I actually, uh, you know, Rocky uh, means a lot more to me than just the movie. I actually, mm-hmm. I have, I wear this too. This is a company I started in college called Get Better. Yeah. Um, a brand I started, I used to be very overweight uh, growing up. Really? Uh, you, I was, you know, hit obese uh, point in freshman college year, sophomore year. I had a really bad breaking point, just like physically. And then mm-hmm. I hated everything. I had no motivation, which is totally different than who I am now. And, uh, I, uh, a couple things happened in one weekend in February and specifically Stallone was up for an Oscar for the first Creed movie. That's so, right. Um, I was super excited and, uh, I was wearing my Italian stallion shirt that was way too tight because I was like I said, <laughs> a bit overweight. And, um, I ended up, uh, he ended up losing and that was it. That whole weekend. Was yeah. That was BS. I was, I was so mad. Like I, I was serious. I went home that night. I was just distraught. Like everything else happening in my life. I had no motivation. I didn't like myself. You know, I'm overweight. You know, what, what, what am I going to do about life? And, uh, I'm a pretty blunt person and it's like, no, no one's going to change my life for me. So I started watching Rocky and Rocky too. That's my favorite one. Uh, running so underrated in the sense that, like, it should get more credit than what it deserves, you know? Absolutely. I mean, the, the scene of him running up the stairs, inspiring all those kids, that scene inspired me. I woke up the next day and in four months lost 70 pounds. Wow. Um, and I changed my life. Everything changed after that. You know, the job, I got Steiner job, um, my whole outlook on life. And I started this brand called Get Better um, because of Rocky, you know, his inspiration, not just, you know, other things were happening, but Rocky was the main reason I, I said, I got to change my life because n- no one's waiting in life to give you an opportunity. And I think of anything that tied in with the Bronx Zoo is, you know, no one's just, no one was out there to give Jay Kozak a microphone and say, go out and do it. You know, you know, I had it, I had to do it myself and, uh, got those lessons from Rocky, got those lessons from Jeter. And, uh, I guess that's why, where we are today. Look at that huge, huge kudos to you and respect Jake. And I know somebody who also used to be very overweight too. And I just get always picked on and stuff. And I was like, well, if I lose this weight, um, then they can't make fun of me. So that's really happened. And I had this, this really embarrassing talk about Barclays and one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. I'll tell you now. Okay. So I pretty much, I was, I was with someone. I was really nervous to be around this, this girl I liked. Right. Okay. And let's be real. <laughs> and I was like, wow, she's going to see Kendrick Lamar with me and oh, wow. stuff. And I had like my cousin and her man's at the times like, Oh, this has to be, but I feel like a combination of being so nervous and then drinking too much. And I just like embarrassed myself so bad at that concert, just as messy as it could be. And I feel so awful. And, we still hung out and still then, but any chance I had, I just screwed it up. Yeah. And, um, but still a really good friend. So I really respect, but after embarrassing myself like that, and, um, to this day, you'll never see me drink a Jim Beam. I never want to get that sloshed ever again. Right. Yeah. And I really think like that really had something to do with it was the nerves. But, um, I was just like, man, I feel so alone. I feel like I can't do anything admirable i even though i might have liked this person i just don't want to lose a friend out of it so i was like i have to use this type of outlet and that was also fitness and i just anytime even to this day i just pound those weights and and running and eat changing my diet and that changed everything and just a 
better outlook on life. And that was also during baby bombers too. And I felt it was a nice parallel for the future. And, um, and here we are, as we said, the gym, the gym can make everyone feel better. Oh yeah. It's the best, honestly, like, um, you know, I, I don't personally, I don't, I don't drink. Um, the only thing I smoke are is is an occasional cigar. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, when I, when I'm stressed, you find me at the gym, you know, that's just, it's just the best place. And I, anyone, you know, who feels like down about themselves. Cause like, I mean, you get it, I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what it's like not to, to, you know, to wake up and like, want to just do anything. Like, yeah, you're not alone. There, you can't expect the world. I'm very like, I'm, I'm all about that. The world doesn't want to see you succeed. You have to want to see yourself succeed. So, and look where we are, the, the, the steps in the right direction for that. You're doing your thing. I'm doing my work. See? Beautiful. Beautiful. So yeah, just one last thing before I just, and then I just want to do one thing I do with every first guest I have here. So, um, one of the things you mentioned, one of your dreams and starting this is to work for the yes network one day. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about that dream. Uh, if you could go more into detail about your dream working for yes yep. and um, more than inspiration, why specifically the yes network? I mean, you could go to ESPN or John yeah, boy, yeah. the fan, you can go to Barstool, but why yep. the yes network? Yeah. You know, I'm open to every opportunity that's presented to me, but I, I've said it since the beginning and I don't shy away from it. Um, it, it ties back to the history and tradition. Uh, when I, when I, when people think of the Bronx zoo, I want them to think of something. Um, I always say it's not just my show. It's our show. And I believe that no one wants to just see me talk for an hour straight. Um, but when I think of the Bronx Zoo, they, they do think think of me and I mean, one and one together. And I, I want them to think of the zoo and Jake Kozak as someone who just loves his team, who represents his team. And, you know, I'm never going to play shortstop for the New York Yankees. I'm never going to manage the New York Yankees. But if I could prove to people that and it's not about proving to people, like, you know, maybe that's not the best way to say it. Proving to myself, honestly, yeah. at the end of the day. I want to prove to myself that the kid who had nothing going for him and, you know, the only people that believed in him were his mom and dad. And thank God my mom and dad never gave, you know, gave up on me, never made me feel like I couldn't do anything because they made me believe I could be anything I ever wanted. But it was not until I realized that I could be anything I wanted to be. And that was work in some capacity with the New York Yankees and if I'm going to represent the fans of New York and, you know, show the Yankee fans in the best light possible, I want to do it at the place that is all about the New York Yankees. That is all about uh, the history, the tradition, the pride. And that's the yes network. And that's why I say it. And a lot of people say, you know, you bring it up all the time and it's just because, you know, that's where I want to be. You know, why wouldn't I tell everyone in the world? Right? I mean, someone's, someone's got to hear it, right? Someone's got to hear it eventually. So yeah, you're clearly glow, growing. You're clearly going. Wow. You are clearly growing. Why am I saying this? You are going places, Jake, with that pride and understanding the value in it, especially. Possibilities are ended. Very talented guy right here, man. And I hope this is a. Uh, leads to more type of collaborations or oh, absolutely or some type of connection. Zoo. You got to be on the zoo now. Oh, I'm at Yankee Stadium. Any chance I could get, there I will go. be there. And Subway we have a series, lot to talk we'll about. be there. Oh, please. I plan to try to go to Subway Series. The next one I'm going. Perfect. Look for you there or 
any chance I just on a random Saturday, if I could go to a game, man, I'll be hitting you up and uh, absolutely. We'll have we'll a lot of fun up. with this. I'll give you a good question too. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. And that's what I saw. Like, again, when I saw you on the feed, I was like, wow, this guy's bringing Yankee fans together. I really want to show my fandom to this guy and also just have this connection. And here we are. We've talked Love for almost an hour and a half. So no, that's really? how you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's Yankee talk right there, though. <laughs> and man, other good things after that. So one last thing, Jake. So for every first appearance mm-hmm. one has when they come on the Productive Conversations podcast, I do this questionnaire called the Prowse Questionnaire. I ask the same 10 questions to every single person who comes on for the first time. Oh, cool, cool. So it's based off of, have you ever seen Saturday Night, um, not Saturday Night Live, um, you ever seen Inside the Actor's Studio? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Lipton, he asked these 10 questions too. Cool. And I'd like to uh, continue the tradition as you will. Sounds so I wonder good. if we could do the Prowse Questionnaire and Let's then um, we'll say goodbye after that. Absolutely. So my first question for you, Jake, is... What is your favorite word? My favorite word. It's high between the Yankees and um, two words here, but get better. That's my brand. Get now, better. That is an awesome one. answer. There we go. I've had some really weird ones, but uh, that's one of my favorites. Little bias aside, but uh, it's a good answer too. So having said that, what is your least favorite word? Can't. Mm-hmm. Me too. Literally. Hate it. Hate it. That and no. Yep. Um, number three. Now, this isn't necessarily a sexual question. And believe me, some people have been that honest with it. But I want to ask you, what turns you on in this world? Whether it's yeah. what gives you fulfillment, I should say. Like, what turns you on and brings you a lot of joy? Um, two things. Um, well, I'll put it like this. The idea of reaching for an impossible task and the process on the way there. So thinking mm. of the craziest, biggest thing I can do and achieving it one, but I also love the journey. Uh, I know a lot of people want to skip the journey, but I love the journey. I think it's it's fun. Uh, even the, the little hiccups, the failures, the freakouts, the things that make you go crazy. But I love getting to the impossible dream. Oh, yeah. And that's where the good stories come in and yep. taking the deep breath and getting to that piece. Yep. So the next question from there is what turns you off? Uh, I would say specifically uh, what people who uh, make you feel like you can't do something um, Mm -hmm. and people who uh, make you feel like uh, your dream's impossible. Uh, so basically, you're one and the same, but I've had people tell me that I need to get a life because I like baseball too much. Uh, those things motivate me, but uh, it's very disheartening to think that people out there spend their time thinking that other people's dreams are unimportant or they don't matter. And they can sulk by themselves. Those yeah. are the true losers. They are. They're lost. They are losers. <laughs> <laughs> so next one is what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Yeah. The roar of a crowd at Yankee Stadium. That was my answer. Nothing beats the roar of the crowd. Nothing. Nothing. Thousands of people, all of us enjoying something. Can't beat it, man. Can't beat it. And um, with that being said, what is the sound or noise that you hate? 
Oof. I don't know. Red Sox fans cheering. I'm going to keep it baseball related, but like called three strikeout. <laughs> like against when you the have a, have an aggressive I, up. <gasps> that's the first thing that's coming to mind. And sometimes when people eat food. Oh, yeah. No, that's the worst. Especially like something sloppy. Very loud of eating food. That drives me nuts, too. So Especially when I'm hungry and I need some food. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? That's a good question. I never even thought of that. Um, right. The F bomb, but I like the F bomb in Italian too. <laughs> oh man, what's the what? Uh, I know it's it. A, it's a it's a good one. They say it in uh, the Sopranos a lot. So. Okay. Okay. Um, number eight. What profession other than your own? with a Bronx zoo, what you're doing with, um, get better. Uh, what profession other than your own or the professions would you like to attempt? Um, definitely acting down the road. I would, All right. be, I'd be into acting. Uh, I, I loved acting as a, as a kid. Um, uh, I also want to open up a gym one day. Nice. Uh, like even like I, just a, as an entrepreneur, I want to, hopefully get enough capital in my life to be able to open up different ventures. I want to open up themed like restaurant. Um, really? Like, like a, like a film themed restaurant. Yeah. Um, like a better planet Hollywood. Exactly. And, uh, and a gym, uh, a, a very specific type of gym. So well, you'll see me there. I'll definitely come to support. A lot of Rocky playing. <laughs> Dude, if you want to pump you up, always go, uh, training montage, Rocky okay. for hearts on fire. Mm-hmm. It's the way to go. Oh, how can you? How could you not get pumped with no, that? Stallone had literally. I think I read he had two percent body fat that day. No, it's probably the best <laughs> in shape a person's been ever. Oh, I mean, yeah, I he literally the perfect figure. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens when you're supposed to be that ripped. <laughs> Dude was ripped. <laughs> I was sort of curious. Also, what, what are, who else are you? Some of your other favorite actors or actresses besides Stallone? You mentioned. Uh, like inspirations or just um, yeah, whether fan inspirations or there's like I love Robert Pattinson right now. I think that dude, you know, he's, great. he's a chameleon. Batman. Guy was great at Batman. Um, I'd say Stallone's my favorite actor, but the greatest actor to ever live is Al Pacino. Yeah, um, Al Pacino is. Uh, I'm a big Brad Pitt fan. Uh, Margot Robbie's great. Um, oh. you know, just can't act. wait for the Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's beautiful, but she's also a great actress. Um, Seriously, what a great New York actress. She did a Wolf of Wall Street. Wall she's Street, from Australia. Leo, Leo DiCaprio. He's um, as legendary as they get. De Niro, too. But yeah, Al Pacino, I think, is the greatest actor on, on planet Earth. And also, God rest his soul, James Gandolfini. I really like his son, Michael Gandolfini. He's good. Nom- he was the best part of the movie. Yeah. He was, he was the best he was part. Really, he was really good in The Deuce. Have you seen that on HBO? I haven't watched it. I heard he was good, though. Very good show. Yeah. And yeah, I like Pattinson, a yeah, big Pat, and a Bob Odenkirk right now, Ray Seahor for Better Call Saul. Nope. And uh, you can't, you Bob gotta Oden. love Brian. You gotta love Brian Cranston. Walter White. I got him on the zoo once. Really? Yep. I got him. I so like I used my uh, my old skills. I used to in the beginning of the season. I went down to the city 
Um, and you know, knew they'd be at shows and, uh, yeah. Yes. In the morning. So I got a couple of people. I got Jimmy Fallon, uh, magic Johnson, Sebastian no Maniscalco. Um, you have an all-star list right Ken here. Ken Burns, Brian Cranston, um, Ken Burns. Wow. Uh, John Bernthal, uh, the Punisher. On a shirt, yeah. So I got them all on the zoo before the season started. Look at uh, that, man! Kidding. Yeah. So, and he's a big baseball fan, big Dodger fan, Cranston. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I asked him about. We would get a Yankee. It was real quick, but he gave me a quick answer. That's what we. That's that's what we like to hear. So, what profession would you not like to do? That's a good one. What profession would I not like to be? Um, trying to think of something that like I don't know. Um, what was your answer? Give me an idea. Like I wouldn't want to be a truck driver in the sense that I have so much pressure on me. I'm. Um, I don't want to make extra turds and like, um, you don't want to cause an accident because then it's really slow. That's I wouldn't want to be a pilot. Oh yeah. Right. That's a good, there we go. I wouldn't want to be a pilot. Too much responsibility. All you do as we we love the sky, but imagine just seeing the sky straight. At least when you drive, you get a little scenic, but all good. All good there. (laughs) So my final question for you, Jake is, uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? That's a great question. Um, oh, yeah, it's my favorite to ask. <laughs> the, the two first things that come to mind, and I think that's always the most honest answers that you have, are you are a great son, you were a great brother, you were a great <laughs> nephew, grandson, uh, you treated your family right, and then also you treated people right. That's as good as it gets, Jake. Can you just tell us one more time where we could find your content and the Bronx Zoo's content? Yeah, uh, Jake Kozak on TikTok, uh, Jake Kozak Instagram, Twitter, and then the Bronx Zoo TBZ on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, and LinkedIn. That's what I'm talking about, Jake. This was as good as it got, and even better. Thank you so much for taking the time Thank to you do for this. And I hope I get to see you in person really soon, man. Absolutely. And maybe we're going to make it happen. Get some more collaborations down the road. But either way, I am a huge fan and will continue to be a huge fan. And I can't wait to see what you do at the Bronx Zoo and what you do in general, man. Thank you so much. This was great. Any, anything else you want to say before we go? Let's go, Yankees. Chase for 28. That's what I'm talking about. Perfect <laughs> way to end it. That's Jake Kosak, host of the Bronx Zoo. Can't wait to see you down the line, man. Have a great night. Thank you, everybody. It was a good conversation and productive conversation. How about that? Jake Kozak, everybody. Thank you so much, Jake, for coming on the show. Thank you for taking the time to tell us your story. And it's quite fascinating, isn't it? Can't wait to see what you do in the future. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prodcom. Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We will see you next week with a whole new batch of episodes. I talked to Celeste, this awesome fashion, this awesome fashion photographer, and also a manager for models. 
she came in studio to talk about her story. We got really deep on a lot of other projects. Really fascinating woman, and I'm so thankful that she came on. We're going to get ready for our NFL coverage coming up very, very soon, so be in tune to that. I'm going to be talking with Kellen Dorr this week. You got to check out her podcast, the It's Fine, I'm Fine podcast, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we have a lot of other fun things ahead as we are on our way to the with the final few weeks of summer, and then we have a fall to look forward to. It's going to be a great time. But I will be back next week. You can check out a new episode of the Productive Conversations podcast this Tuesday on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. The Productive Nation is king. I love each and every single one of you. Thank you again, Jake, for coming on. And we have a lot more fun in store. So enjoy the rest of your week. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I'll see you all very, very soon. Much love, everybody. Peace.